Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros will play a doubleheader against the Los Angeles Angels. Astros took the first game of this series last night, 11-4. Kyle Tucker, a home run and a double, drove in two. Josh Reddick, two hits, two RBIs. As the Astros ended a three-game skid, while the Angels have lost their last two and six of their last seven. Astros 16-13 and 13 on the year. They sit second in the ALS, three and a half games behind Oakland. The Angels last in the West with a record of 9-21. They're 11 games out of first. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, today in game one of this doubleheader, it'll be Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros. And Javier coming off a bit of a rough one, got the pitch count elevated his last time up in Colorado looking to bounce back. Yeah, and it was in Denver, so you give him a pass on that one. But what, something that we do see with Christian Javier a second time through, uh, his numbers change a little bit. He gets through the first time through the order uh, pretty much unscathed, typically, and, and dominates, has a lot of strikeouts and things like that. But a uh, second time through, whatever, whether it's fatigue or whatever, the other team's making adjustments, things don't seem the same. So it's going to be interesting to see if Javier uh, can clean that up because he's got really good stuff. He certainly does, and it's going to be lefty Jose Suarez on the mound for the Angels in game one. And Suarez, he's making just his second start. He dealt with COVID-19, yeah. was recalled by the Angels five days ago. And yeah, you know, the Angels, they need some length out of the rotation. But Suarez, he only threw 48 pitches in that first outing on Thursday in San Francisco. Yeah, and you're wondering if that's an aberration or not. But you look back to last year, and he made 15 starts for the Angels, and he had an ERA north of seven. So uh, not really sure what you're going to get. He's still young, 22 years old, has a good arm. Uh, a great changeup. His changeup's a great pitch and has had success in the minors at a couple of different stops. So uh, the Astros, since he's down a little bit right now, need to take advantage of it. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Doubleheader's a little different in 2020, like so many things are. Uh, two seven-inning games for the doubleheader. Still a long day at the ballpark, and the Astros, uh, it sounds like 
Uh, George Springer only available to pinch run, according to Dusty Baker, after okay. taking the, the pitch off his elbow. And Michael Branley not in the lineup in the first game, expected to DH in the second game. Dusty doesn't want him playing the field just yet. Okay, well, I, I think the best thing about this doubleheader for the Astros is what Fran Valdez did yesterday yeah. when he, he provided seven innings. They only needed one reliever, CNL Perez, so you got a full boat. You know, you got everybody out there to, to go get them for 14 innings. and. And no matter what happens with the starters, you're not in big trouble. So uh, that's nice to know going into this. Uh, Brantley being able to go out there for one game is fine. But uh, Springer, uh, you know, with the hurricane coming in uh, and getting hit on the elbow yesterday, uh, for him to get full rest and to get back maybe after uh, we deal with some of this weather stuff, I think is uh, what's most important right now. Without a doubt. We'll be back with Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later we'll hear from Astros pitching coach Brent Strom, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Dusty, you look at last night's ball game, and after six innings, Robert Valdez had pitched pretty well, had thrown uh, 97 pitches, uh, had a decision to make to bring him back out for the seventh. You chose to do that. He wound up getting through that inning uh, and finished with 113 pitches, a, a career high for him. Uh, what kind of went into that decision with, with Fromber uh, after the sixth inning? Well, I mean, that's a popular question this morning. And uh, it was a popular question last night. And, uh, you know, Stromy and I discussed it. Um, we asked Framber how he felt. Uh, he said he felt great. I mean, this guy is exceptionally strong. Uh, he's trained for this. Um, you know, we were, had our eye on that scoreboard the whole time about his pitch count. But, uh, you know, we decided that, you know, he was still good. And then he was going batter by batter at that time because we had somebody warming up in a bullpen, didn't use Snee, but he, he threw like two innings out in that bullpen. So that's why we didn't use him last night. And uh, uh, once we were going batter by batter, he was getting them out. He was throwing the ball well. Uh, we also had a – we have a double hitter today, you know, which which – We'll probably use full bullpen in the second game, um, uh, especially, we, you know, you might go with the opener in the second game like a lot of teams are doing now. So all this went into the decision, um, uh, you know, like who was coming up. You know, we had to get through Otani. And then when he got through Otani and with nobody on base, then, uh, you know, we just took it from there. So I'm just glad he had thrown any more pitches than, than that. George Springer came out of the game yesterday, got hit by a pitch on his left elbow, a contusion, x-rays were negative, uh, not in a lineup uh, for game one. I know you said after the game last night that you didn't expect Springer to play in today's doubleheader. Do uh, you have any update on, on his status? Well, yeah, I mean, he's better, but it's, it's like a, anybody ever got hit in the elbow or hurt the elbow, it's like a rusty hinge. And, uh, you know, it needs oil and it won't, it won't bend at least. It, the swelling's not too bad because they got to it right away and put compression sleeve on there. And so, and, uh, uh, so he's probably only available to, to probably pinch run today. You know, he says he can play the outfield, but what happens if the 
game, if we got a lead, then the game's tied, and then he has to stay out there, you know, to hit. So I'd rather not take a chance, and this is just a dire emergency. We're just getting Michael Brantley back, you know, and so we hate to lose George at the same time. Yeah, you mentioned Brantley uh, not in the lineup for the first game. Uh, would you still like to avoid putting him in the field if you can at this point? Well, especially the fact that we're not playing tomorrow. You know, uh, and that gives him like like four or five days instead of two days. And the fact we're not playing tomorrow, he is DHing in the second game. Uh, I mean, he really wants to uh, play the field. But I told him, hey man, you know, you can play the field on Friday against the A's, and I'll feel better. He'll feel better. The training staff will feel better. And you know, he's our secret weapon in the first games because he's available to pinch hit for a number of people in that first game, depending on who, which part of the game it is and how many outs there are and if we can, what kind of substitution we may have because I'm trying not to put him in the game in, in the first game, but he's definitely the agent in the second game. Obviously a, a very fluid situation right now. This was originally going to be a four-game series over four days. Uh, then it got switched to the doubleheader today and initially it was going to be a, a noon start for tomorrow. Now tomorrow's game uh, has been postponed. And so, as you mentioned, uh, not going to play for two days after today. And I mean, we all know that there are things more important than baseball, obviously, especially this year. But uh, obviously, I have to imagine your thoughts are, are out there with everybody trying to make sure that they're staying safe and uh, uh, being careful in, in Laura's path. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I've never been through this. I've seen it on TV a bunch of times because I watch one of my favorite stations that I watch every day is the Weather Channel. <laughs> Me and Mike Trout, I heard he likes the Weather Channel. And, and uh, man, I seen, uh, you know, I think it's uh, Jim. Oh, Jim Cantore. Yeah, Jim Cantore. I've seen him out there. And I was like, man, I mean, I just can't imagine that. The only time I've seen the effects of a hurricane when I was coming through Biloxi, Mississippi, about 30 years ago. Um, driving back to California um, through Louisiana to drop Ralph Gar off, I saw the effects of it and I saw trees and, and this, this, oh, it was unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I went and got water and went and got some extra food. My family just got in last night. And so this would be, you know, their first experience as well. So I'm just hoping everybody stays safe. Uh, the water doesn't rise too high. Cause I remember the first time I came to Houston, um, I, I saw that, uh, that bayou out there. I mean, you know, we call it a canal where I'm from, but that, that yeah. was the deepest looking canal I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, why do they have that canal? And then it rained one night, and next morning it was full. So I'm just hoping that everybody stays safe. Uh, you know, nothing happens. You know, no, not too much flooding. I said a prayer last night, you know, for the area, and, and perhaps the, the storm would dissipate some kind of way. It would look like it's headed our way. Well, Dusty Bakery, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you stay safe as well, and, and good luck today. All right, man. Thank you. I'll see you. All right. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing, crafted for serious fun. And welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with Astro's pitching coach, Brent Strom. Strommy, doubleheader today, big day for Framber Valdez. He gives you seven innings ahead of a doubleheader you had to be very thankful, didn't you? Yeah, we were uh, we were teetering there about the fifth or so, and the Angels kept uh, kept uh, coming at us. Uh, you know, there was uh, there was a point in time. Uh, I think uh, I think the strikeout of Adele was was huge. First and third, five to four. Yeah, uh, that kind of 
got us back. And then I can't say enough about Carlos's uh, 3-2 double with bases. You know, it, that just opened it up and allowed some people to breathe again, particularly me. <laughs> particularly you. Uh, yeah. What did you see with Framber Valdez when he walked into the spring training doors this year? Because you, you've mentioned to us that uh, you felt it was a little different. Yeah, you know, uh, both Josh and I have seen a, a transformation in this young man. You know, he's a father. He's expecting uh, a second child. And uh, Framber is uh, really taken to, uh, you know, people. I always say that people arrive when they're supposed to. Uh, I had high hopes for Framber uh, last year. Uh, and it didn't materialize as I would hope. I, I think I was looking at the stuff and I'm looking at the spin rates and I'm looking at uh, the sink and, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Mike Trout saying that he's one of the best young pitchers he's seen. And, yeah. and so I kind of kind of jumped the gun a little bit, uh, probably ahead of the curve a little bit. But Framber has really matured. He's done a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of focus. One of the things that we've noticed, which was interesting to me, and I mentioned to Josh, uh, Framber throws his bullpen on the third day, which is which is – a little bit different than most guys throw it on the second day. And I asked Framber why he did it. And I had never thought of this, but Framber likes to have minimal time between his throwing program with his catcher and his focus before he pitches his game. So he really only has to wait 24 hours or so before he's back on the mound again. And, uh, you know, I think that's pretty intuitive for this young yeah. guy. And, uh, and I, I kind of bought into that. And I, I cause Framber's arm is such that he could, he could throw a bullpen the day after throwing a hundred pitches. And, I had no qualms about uh, – I talked to Dusty about it, letting him go out for, for the uh, seventh inning. He was at 97, and, uh, man, he was dominant in the uh, seventh inning against the meat of the lineup. Hey, you send him out for the seventh inning. Uh, one of the reasons why is a thorn in your side. David Fletcher leading off the next inning. Man, that guy, he's hard to get out, isn't he? Oh, this guy just puts bat on the ball. I mean, he just touches it, and it finds some holes somewhere. I mean, this is a, this is a special oh, yeah. kind of player. He, he really is. I mean, uh, uh, I've often said ba- uh, winning run on third base, less than, uh, you know, less than two outs. Uh, give me, give me anybody, but this guy, you know, he, uh, he, he just puts bat to ball and, 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 and finds a way. Good, good player. Fun, fun player to watch. Strami Christian Javier gets the ball today in game one of your double header. And you've mentioned uh, from time to time, there's some mechanical things you want to make sure that he can capitalize on what he does best. What's he working on now? Well, you know, he, we had a real solid bullpen session with him uh, the other day. Uh, you know, he p- pitching in Colorado was not easy. You could notice in Colorado, a lot of time between pitches. Uh, the hop to the fastball is obviously not going to be what he normally has pitching at, at altitude. Uh, but he cleaned up some stuff with his delivery, especially his breaking ball. Uh, stayed a little bit more connected, a little tighter. Uh, had a lot of help with, uh, with Josh on that uh, in getting through to uh, – to this young man and this young guy is uh, really wants to be good he's, he's he has quiet confidence i would call it and uh, mm. really been thrilled with the work he's 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 been doing for us and uh, a lot of good coaching i think from you and josh miller with uh zach Granke teaching him how to throw 54 miles per hour how do you do that well it's funny i have a hundred dollar bet with him that he'll never throw a 59 mile an hour curveball for a strike uh i did not lose the hundred dollars because that was not a curveball he basically got crossed up on location or whatever it was. And he just decided to throw the ball. And then in the mid while throwing, he said, why throw a, why throw a ball? I'll just throw a strike. And uh, it was amazing, man. 53 miles an hour. Um, you know, he's just, he's just a joy to be around. It's amazing to watch pitch. Uh, probably the most unique pitcher I've ever had the opportunity to work with for, by far. All right. Last thing with Brent Strom. Uh, remind us the story about uh, giving up your first home run to Johnny Bench. Uh 
Okay, so I, uh, I get through my first game against the Expos, pitch pretty well, uh, and I go to the second game. It's a day game against the uh, Big Red Machine, and uh, Jerry Grody's uh, the catcher, and he, uh, he calls for a first pitch. Uh, he was the fourth hitter, of the, uh, so it was the first batter in the second inning. I got through the first inning, okay. uh, got through Rose and that group, and, and I throw a first pitch change up, and he rifles it over the left center field fence for a home run. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't pitch very well that game. I get beaten up a little bit. So the bad, that's the bad part. But the worst part is that I go into the clubhouse. I'm icing my elbow. Uh, and uh, Ralph Kiner, uh, the noted uh, Met broadcaster, has Johnny Bench on. And they ask Johnny Bench what he hit. And Johnny Bench, matter of fact, he says, I don't know if it was a fastball or a changeup. I couldn't <laughs> tell. It kind of destroyed me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, then on, I... Uh, <laughs> I never forgot that uh, that scene. So that's those are the little things behind the scenes that uh, that some people don't hear about. Sometimes uh, there's moments where you feel like that's the moment where I, I learned I belong, and sometimes there's moments where you said, "I'm not sure if I belong or not." Right? Yeah, uh, you're, you're exactly right. You, you know, you go into uh, when when you have marginal stuff, you uh, are just hoping to survive. Sometimes. All right, that's Brent Strom. Uh, go get him today. Tear him up. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Barbie. See you. And that's hammered pretty well to right center field. Adele on his horse, looking up. See you later! Into the Astros' bullpen for Kyle Tucker's fifth home run of the year. one nothing Astros. And that's lined down the right field line. Adele won't get there. It bounces past him, and one hops off the wall. Around third, Correa, he will score. Tucker in the second with an RBI double, and it's 9-4 to four Astros. Kyle Tucker drives in his second run of the right, night. questions for Kyle Tucker. Hey, Kyle, how have you continued to have success and you had a, a nice little road trip, but to come home and keep it going, what's been the keys behind that? Uh, yeah, it's been nice. Um, I'm just trying to have good, uh, good quality at bats and I've been seeing the ball really well lately and some, you know, better swings on the ball. So I've been just trying to keep that, keep my routine going and trying to keep the bats, you know, quality and just keep doing what I'm doing. Are you starting to see different pitches now, now that you're hitting as good as you are, a pitcher starting to stay away from you. You got two walks tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, one of them was off a position player, but, um, yeah, I mean, that just goes back to me seeing the ball better. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really chasing right now, which is good. And I'm going to keep trying to do that and, you know, stay in the zone and trying to hit good pitches instead of, you know, just chasing and falling behind and, you know, then the pitcher can do whatever he wants. So as long as I, you know, don't chase a whole lot and just put some good swings on the ball, it'll be good. You know, from pretty pretty well what's been the difference for him this season um i think he's been locating locating a lot better i mean he's always had you know a really good fastball change of uh, curveball um but i think he's just really hitting his spots this year and he's been you know pretty locked in you know he, his stuff's hard to hit and when he can really put it where he wants i mean it's pretty much untouchable so you know he's been doing really well lately and you know hopefully he can keep that going for us how good was it to see Michael Brantley back in the lineup tonight and he got a, two good hits? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, my, Mike's awesome. You know, he's you know a big part of our lineup and our team. And, you know, having him in the lineup gives us, you know, a boost of confidence because he's such a great hitter. He's been doing this for so long. And, you know, it's really fun to watch him out there. Um, I was just going to say, after watching so many players on your team go down, how hard was it to watch George have to come out of the game? We, we've had quite a bit of injuries this year. And, you know, anytime, you know, someone gets – a little banged up it's tough on the team but um i mean i don't know if george is going to be out for a while or just tomorrow or if he's playing tomorrow 
But um, you know, Jordan, you know, he's been been here a while. He's been a big part of this team, and you know, it's always fun watching him play. And hopefully, he's all good. It's kind of follow what Brian was saying. With all these injuries, you guys are you're, you're still piling up some wins, and you're on a long homestand now, and you're approaching the midway point. How how much importance do you put you guys put on this particular homestand, knowing uh, you got what ten here, and who, who's coming to town, and maybe what you guys can do with some wins to separate yourself. Um, you know, we lost Bregman for a little bit, Jordan, um, you know, a bunch of other guys have been gone down. So, you know, it's always tough to have that, but, you know, we got to keep playing and a lot of guys have stepped up and started hitting well and pitching better. And, you know, we just got to keep that going and try and win as many games. And, you know, hopefully we can get everyone back and, you know, playing, playing and so just keep winning games and just see how the season goes and just keep it, keep it riding. The Astros leading nine to four after scoring four times in the bottom of the sixth. Valdez fastball just cuts and tails and sinks and, and hops. It does everything. Miles Straw's taking over center field for Springer when he pitch ran. Here's the 3-2. And it's a breaking ball. Strike three called. Marquez rings him up. Otani backed out of there. He thought it was ball four. And that's 10 strikeouts now for Valdez, two away. Is this Valdez's last pitch? The one-two, curve ball, strike three called. Trout goes down, 11 punch outs for Valdez. And he's got seven innings in the book. We'll go to the stretch. The Astros lead it nine to four. But can you talk about your nine being able to set a career high in strikeouts? Yeah, 11 is uh, my record here in the big league. So I feel really good about that. Obviously, I'm really happy with that. And um, I feel really good about the job that my team did. That I did with Maldonado and everybody. So obviously, it was a good night for me to, to set that record for strikeouts in the big leagues. Robert, you uh, recorded every one of those strikeouts on a curveball, as I'm sure you know. Um, how, how has that pitch developed for you? How different is it than when you were in spring training? Um, just what's, what's working so well with that now? Yeah, obviously it's a little bit different for me this, this year. It's getting a little bit more movement um, than I was on it last year, but it's also a matter of being able to throw it where I want in the strike zone. Sometimes last year, I'll try to throw a little bit too hard and get a little bit too much rotation on it, and I couldn't locate it. Um, but this year has really been a great pitch for me because I've known the exact point that I want to throw it and been able to get the movement and the location on it that I want to get. So it's, it's been a really good weapon for me this year, one of my one of my biggest weapons. How nice was it for you to, knowing that there's a doubleheader coming, um, Dusty really wanted to push you a little bit, um, sort of save the bullpen arms. How nice was it for you to be able to do that today with such a busy day tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it feels really good because that's something that I work to do to win that confidence, um, to put me into those kind of situations. Um, it's something that you have to earn. You have to work to, so that they have that confidence in you, that you can go out there with 85 pitches, 90 pitches, and that they feel like they're going to get something good out of you for that inning. So I feel like I've demonstrated to everybody that they can feel comfortable when I'm on the mound in that situation with that kind of pitch count. And I thank God and my pitching coach and my manager for um, for. for having that kind of confidence in me in that situation. The key for me is that there's really no chance to rest. Um, I, know, I know I've just pitched today, but you got to turn the page and be ready for the next start already and start preparing for the next one uh, immediately. I mean, if they're, you're always working on something, on, on my mentality, on my physique, there's always something to get better with. Um, and going into my bullpen, what I do in the bullpen is what I end up taking out onto the field. So I think that's been the reason why I've been able to execute so well in the zone because I'm doing, I'm taking what I'm doing in the bullpen out to the field with me. So it, it's a matter of always being focused and always trying to get better every single day in some kind of aspect. All right. Thank you, Fromber. Thank you, too. Great, too.
And that is lined down the left field line. Hooking, will it stay fair? Yes, it will, and that's into the corner. Scoring is Reddick. Maldonado right behind him. Straw racing home. He'll score without a throw. That's a bases clearing three-run double for Carlos Correa. And the Astros add to their lead. They're up 8-4. to four. We're hoping they could take advantage of all these base runners sometime this inning. Better late than never. Two outs, 3-2 count on Correa. Goes out and hooks one down the line. How big was it for you guys to be able to tack on uh, several runs there in the sixth inning when they had gotten it close? Uh, it, it was huge. It was huge. Uh, Framber was doing a great job. Um, you know, so be able to be able to give him a comfortable lead. Uh, that was huge for him to go out and just throw strikes and, and keep dominating. Um, he's been great for us all year. And uh, today, he that extra inning that he pitched uh, to give uh, the bullpen um, a little break because tomorrow we got uh, two games. That was huge. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really one of our main guys out there right now. Well, can you talk about how hot Kyle Tucker's bat has been? Oof. Scorching hot, you know. Um, He's been swinging the bat so great. Uh, he's been putting in the work in the cage. He's been making the adjustments for him to be successful. And, you know, uh, I guess hitting fourth in the lineup is right for him. Um, he's doing a great job. He's driving the ball. He's slugging right now. He's driving in runs. He's giving us a chance to win games. And, uh, you know, I'm loving it because he's a guy that, you know, started struggling and has found his way back. And he's playing great baseball right now. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of him and the work he's been putting. Coach, what do you think about what Fromber's doing? Framber, he's nasty. I think, I said on the interview with Julie, I think the fact that we faced him in summer camp, we were able to give him some feedback uh, for him to know how good he really is. Um, gave him a lot of confidence going into the season. You know, um, I face him and, you know, his stuff moves a lot. Um, when his command is there, he's, you know, he's, he's nasty. So um, now that he knows that, he, he can attack hitters. He can go out there and, and, and get ahead, strike one. And he's been able to do that all year. And that's why he's been so successful. You know, the, the few times that they score runs, they come after walks. So um, when he's throwing strikes, he's, he's very, very good. Carlos, how important was it to start this homestand off on a good note after a tough series this weekend? It was huge. It was huge because we had a tough, really tough series in San Diego. Uh, and we wanted to start off on the right foot. Um, we got a, a long homestand, so we want to make sure it's a good one. And, uh, you know, this is the right way to start. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we got a double header, so we got to stay focused and, and, and try to win both games. Carlos, one player that doesn't get a lot of the headlines but puts in a lot of the work is uh, Maldonado. Can you just talk about how good he's been on both sides of the plate? Yeah, Maldonado is, is a guy that – you know, um, we worked in the off season. I'm talking about he was in Puerto Rico, I was in Houston, and you know he'll FaceTime me, and we'll spend hours talking, hitting, and, and understanding that average doesn't matter anymore. That the way you can help the team is by getting on base and slogging, and that's OPS. And he's understanding now that he doesn't have to swing at everything. He doesn't have to put, just try to put the ball in play. He understands that walks are important because George is coming after him um, as he's moving the line. He understands that better now, and that's why he's been so successful this year. I think just understanding um, uh, better what hitting is like and, and, and what's good for the team uh, has helped him a lot. And, you know, he's, he's figuring it out. His swing is great, um, but his approach this year is, is as good as it's ever been. How tough was it for you to see George get hit like that in the elbow? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, he's one of our main guys, and we got a lot of guys down right now. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, I, I haven't heard anything, but hopefully no fracture or anything. He can be back soon. 
because uh, we really need him in the lineup. Um, but, you know, we, we got a lot of guys that, like Straw today, that double he hit. Um, you know, these guys are stepping up and they're coming up here and they're producing for the team. Um, so, you know, that's, that's good. All right. Thank you, Carlos. All right. Thank you. Straw drives one to center. Trout back. He's on his horse and he's going to have it sail over his head in center field. It'll one-hop the wall. Brantley scores. They're going to send Maldonado. He'll score. A two-run double for Straw, and the Astros lead 11-4. Boy, he put a lot of sock into that. Just as far as today goes, would be seven-inning doubleheaders. <laughs> How do you guys view just the, the next three games that you have to play? Well, I guess just two games now. Um, but just getting through today and, of course, important games, too, as you guys are trying to make a move in, in the division race. Yeah, I mean, we just got to take both games. I mean, just like we take one throughout the day. So, uh, you know, we're just going to try to go win one game at a time. And, um, you know, I think it'll be nice to have the, the day off to, you know, be safe tomorrow with, you know, our families or whoever we're with. So, uh, you know, the hurricane can be a scary thing. I mean, I'm from Florida, so I know I've, I've experienced them. And, um, you know, they're not something to joke around with. So, um, yeah, just go out there and win, you know, one game at a time today. And then all of us stay safe for tomorrow. Which storms have you been through, and what do you recall about them uh, that left them? I was younger, so it was all in the 2000s. Uh, I think Katrina, um, they're just, I mean, they can be scary. Uh, I think they were Category 4s or whatever, so they're pretty serious. And, um, you know, just a lot of, like, roofs flying around and stuff, like shingles down the road and, you know, trees being snapped and stuff. And, uh, um, you know, they can be pretty scary. So uh, definitely going to stay inside tomorrow. You had a big hit last night. What are some things that you're working on and trying to focus on and, you know, be ready, of course, when you get the ball? Yeah, i uh, just been working on working with Snicker a lot on, um, you know, some mechanical stuff on the swing and uh, mainly just being on time. I talked to Dusty. We talked a little bit about it um, last week or so, and um, he just told me to be on time and just be more aggressive. What, what specifically in your mechanics is, is different this year? Um, just hand positioning and uh, – you know, using my legs a lot more. So, uh, and just working with Snit about that. And um, like I said, the whole timing deal with uh, with Dusty. Hey, Miles. Um, I know Tuck said that first year, it, he got a lot of heat for not hitting a home run when you hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Then, then last year, he said he kind of gave it back to you because he stole more bags than you. Do you guys have a friendly rivalry for steals this year? Um, I don't think we've really talked about it. Um, He'll, he'll bring it up every once in a while and just remind me that uh, he's close or whatever. So, uh, you know, he's one of my good buddies. And, um, you know, it's good to see him doing, you know, turning it around right now. And, uh, you know, he's been coming up huge for the team right now. And, uh, you know, he can be exciting to watch like this. I probably should have asked you this sooner, but what happened with you and him and the numbers? You have number three now. He is number 30. What happened there in the offseason to, to switch the numbers like that? Um. You know, I didn't really mind or care to change my number at all. Um, he was just kind of like, do you want three? I want 30. So I think it was Ron Doan that had it last year. And he was just like, I want to switch to 30. So I was like, I mean, I'll take three. I definitely, I like it more than 26. So, um, you know, he gave me the number and, you know, I snagged it before someone else got it. So, um, you know, it's just always been a number I've worn when I was younger as a kid. So, uh, you know, I, I just appreciate three a lot more than 26. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if you like stole three from him somehow. Oh no 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 no! No, he gave it to me. No, all right, Miles. Thank you. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing. 
crafted for serious fun. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 